0: Good morning. Today is August 17, 2021. This is Tommy Ray, and we're in episode 21 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. Today, we're going to talk about ways to get around some of the most onerous laws regarding investments in water. You know, I feel a lot like Will Rogers, the comedian philosopher from the 1920s and 1930s, No, I'm not that old, but I have seen clips of some of his performances. I thought he was wonderful. He just sort of talked about issues. He famously said he only knew what he read in the papers. I feel a lot like that. Of course, in today's age, a person has to be careful and not believe everything they read. Just to get us started, here are three of Roger's quotes which I love. Never let yesterday use up too much of today. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Never miss a good chance to shut up. And he also said, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. Generally, I think our government does a great job in protecting us from foreign threats, providing good schools, highways, and other infrastructure. They also try to be fair with rules that we can all live with. But as you've heard me say before, when a rule is outdated, it should be changed. The rule on water regarding speculation should be eased. Basically, that rule says that unless you are the end user of the water, or have already contracted with an end user to buy the water, you cannot apply for a change of use of that water. That prevents investors from getting approvals to put together significant plans to move water more efficiently and to places it is needed. As with anything else, if you fully understand the rules, you can probably figure out a way to get done what you want while technically obeying all the rules. Enter Bob Lemke. I consider him a water buffalo. I think it was William Farr who didn't like being called a water buffalo. He said he and others like him were only people who knew how to get things done regarding water. If that is the definition of a water buffalo, Bob Limkey fits that mold. Bob hit the newspapers big time in late 2005. The Denver Post headlines blared. One ambitious man turns one acre of rural land into a tiny government with big powers to buy water to resell it to future developments. Some see a novel solution. Others protest that it's plain old speculation. Go, Bob, go. So what was his solution to get around the onerous anti-speculation issue? Form a special district to acquire water. What is a special district? It's a quasi-municipal corporation and political subdivision of the state of Colorado farmed to provide necessary public services that the county or municipality cannot otherwise provide. Those public services can include water and wastewater among others. This is from the webpage of McGee Beecher, a law firm that specializes in special districts. Generally, special districts provide a tax-exempt financing mechanism used for the installation, operation, and maintenance of public infrastructure. There are several legal steps needed to farm such a district. The first step is to get approval of a service plan from the jurisdiction in which the property is located, in this case, Elbert County. The service plan lays out how the district will be administered and when elections for the board will be held. The election process is the part that seems a little shady to me, but it is entirely legal. A special district is governed by a five or seven member board of directors. The electors are anyone who is registered to vote in the state of Colorado and resides within the special district or who owns taxable property within the boundaries of the special district. The same criteria applies to those who are eligible to serve on the board of directors. Lemke's United Water and Sanitation District consists of a one acre patch of grass and thistles in rural Elbert County. No one lives there. There are no buildings, not even a shed in this special governmental district. No water or sanitation lines run through it. There is no reservoir or water tank, nor are there plans for such things. The district has no customers in the county that authorized it. Limke said United is an animal that no one has seen before. Limke's plans moved forward. When it came time to vote, Limke's United district sent ballots to nine voters, its own investors and their spouses, who unanimously elected them. I assume that since no one lived there, that these nine voters each owned a piece of the one acre. While they were at it, they agreed to waive any limits on the number of terms United's officials could serve. Colorado has more than a thousand special districts. Many of those districts benefit the investors who created new subdivisions and provide services to them. But as the population of those districts grows, residents commonly take over the quasi-government's board of directors. Not so with United, which deliberately excluded residents from its plans. The district is run by Lemke, his partner, and others who benefit from a limited liability company called United District Water Providers. UDWP. Lemke said UDWP holds individual tax-deferred retirement accounts for him, his family, and some of his associates and employees. He farmed it in 2003 after Elbert County gave approval for his water and sanitation district on his one acre of ground. It is reported that Elbert County saw no harm to its approval. After all, United was not going to be moving any water out of Elbert County. Lemke had bought an old hog farm along the platte east of Greeley called the Seventies Ranch. With the farm came renewable senior water rights to more than 3,000 acre feet of water. That he bought for roughly 17 million. He then sold those water rights to East Cherry Creek Valley Water and Sanitation District for 45 million. Wow. That was a tidy little profit, but much work was yet to be done. That sounded like a lot of money in 2005, but by today's standard, that was a good deal for East Cherry Creek. I'll explain the other work to be done in a few minutes, but let's talk about why East Cherry Creek Valley bought this project. East Cherry Creek Valley Water and Sanitation District serves an area north of Parker, near 470 and Parker Road. They had depended on the Denver Basin aquifers, as had Parker and Castle Rock they could have continued drilling new non-rechargeable wells into the basin. Each well would have been less productive than the one before it. At the time, their estimate was they would have had to have drilled 400 wells at a million dollars a pop to keep up with demand. Instead, they bought into Lemke's plan. Clearly, they saw Lemke's proposal as the best alternative. Quoting a Denver Post article here, quote, Critics decry Lemke's special district as a business masquerading as government. They fear it could lead to private water monopolies and unconscionable profits from a treasured public resource, end quote. I hate that kind of twisted logic and doublespeak. Water rights which were established at the 70s ranch are no longer a public resource. Am I screaming into an empty bag or do others out there see it the way I do? And as far as unconscionable profits, East Cherry Creek had other options but saw this as their best alternative cheaper than drilling more wells, and it would get them onto a renewable source of water. Let the free market system work. If private companies were allowed to invest in water and change its use, there would suddenly be more opportunities for cities to buy water that is ready to use. Cities do not like to take risk. Really, cities cannot take risk. If they risk public money on a project that went south, not only would they be voted out of office, but someone would probably take them to court for violating the public trust. That is one of the main reasons Greeley bought into the Terry Ranch Project. Practically no risk and the cheaper alternative. Let's streamline our water rights transfer process and get away from the antiquated anti-speculation requirement. It makes no sense. Water brokers make commissions when they put water buyers and water sellers together, but Lempke's plan was a lot different. In his business model, with the special district in place, he could buy, hold, and take water through water court so a buyer would have a product that is ready to use. The buyer then knows exactly how much water he will be able to use and where he can use it. This is similar to the way a gas company or electric company does things. Using United, Lemke could buy and hold water, then find customers the same way a gas or electric company does. Lemke has taken on the form of a government. As a private company, he wouldn't be allowed to accumulate water rights for prospective buyers because that would violate the anti-speculation rules to water ownership. As a government, he can. It's the great and growing cities doctrine, which says that since cities know growth is coming, they can aggregate water rights and hold them for future use. Private companies cannot do that. Of course, I think they should be allowed to do that to bring a cheaper, better water product to market. Right now, cities have a monopoly on developing water rights. I don't even like the word monopoly. There are lots of smart people out there. Let them figure out how to do it rather than allowing only cities to figure out how to obtain more water. Let them compete. I don't know the exact timing of things, but I think the main reason Lemke farmed United Water and Sanitation District was to circumvent the anti-speculation requirement. He used his 70s ranch water as the first of many water rights he planned to buy and later connect to cities. He would take the risk of going through Water Court. Again, a private company cannot enter Water Court to transfer water rights. He also formed an arrangement with Farmers Reservoir and Irrigation Company, FRICO, to acquire farmers' water under that very large ditch system when farmers wanted to sell. This seemed to be good for farmers. Because they could avoid broker's fees and sell direct. I don't know how much water was acquired from Frico, but it seemed to be a good arrangement for Frico, its farmers, and United. East Cherry Creek's agreement with United was to buy 5,500 acre feet of rights. If 3,000 came from the 70s ranch, I guess about 2,500 acre feet came from Frico farmers. But the 70s ranch is a long way from East Cherry Creek Valley Water and Sand District, like 70 miles. Funny coincidence that the 70s ranch is 70 miles away. Bob also knew he could take water out of a tributary aquifer only 31 miles from East Cherry Creek if he could make sure farmers, and others using that aquifer could be kept whole. A major aquifer called BB Draw runs parallel to the Platte between Brighton and Greeley. At one time, it was probably the Platte, back when dinosaurs roamed around. Anyway, it's a great aquifer with a lot of water, so the water actually sent to East Cherry Creek, actually comes from a BB draw. That, of course, depletes the South Platte River, but that's where the 70 ranch water comes into play. Water from the 70's ranch is put back into the plat at the point where BB draw intersects the plat. That keeps the river whole so downstream users get all the water they ever got. Pretty slick arrangement in my mind. East Cherry Creek now only had to build a 31-mile pipe to get water back to its customers. I wanted to talk to Bob Lemke because he is someone who knows how to get things done in the water business. He is the last of the known water buffaloes. I hope others follow him. There are many creative entrepreneurs out there who can help solve our water problems. Maybe some will be looking at ASR projects. Joel Barber, who we interviewed last time, thinks there may be potential for millions of acre feet of storage in known aquifers. So for all of you who are brilliant and can convince financial backers to invest in water, keep at it. I like seeing new ways of managing our water. Well, maybe not our water. It's a water that someone else already owns. You'll be on the right track. Just keep moving. I have used some direct quotes from an old issue of the Denver Post. I love reporters that put in so much work to educate the rest of us. Kudos to them. I want to stop with one more quote from a lawyer who is obviously defending the status quo because it probably impacts his billable hours. Anyway, he said about Lemke, quote, he is trying to cloak water speculation in the clothes of Colorado municipal government, and personally, from what I've seen, I think it's abusive, End quote. Well, That's his opinion. Personally, I think it's brilliant and a big help to Colorado. Ain't this fun? I sincerely hope that leaders in our state think about why we hamstring investors. I just don't get it. I know people are listening who know much more about water than I do. When I make a mistake or misinterpret something, let me know. If you want to counter my arguments or call me bad names or give me a pat on the back, write to me at tommy at nowater.com. That's K-N-O-W watercom dot com. I want to hear from you. Also, I want you to refer this podcast series to your friends. The more people know about water, the better. And you can always buy me a cup of coffee on the NoWater.com website. Several have done that. It makes me feel like that this series is worth the effort. I love doing it. Enough of that. Let's go listen to our mountain stream. See you next time.